Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crimes, Creep and Coffee. I'm Charlotte. I'm Steph. I'm Nick. And we have a boo in the room. And we have a baby boo in the room we who's do. flopped down. I'll take a photo and pop it up on Insta. Cause so Hello, cute. boo. You know he's adorable and he's a fluffy baby who looks Hello, rather angry right now. Hello, boo. He's just had ham. He shouldn't be angry. He should be angry. He's had ham. Order ham. But it's one of those. So how's your week been, guys? Yeah, it's been, been all right. Been all right. I've seen you every day, pretty much, so... You should know. <laughs> Not every day. We had Monday and Wednesday away from each other. Did stuff. Yeah. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <it's>, so. <laughs> right. Oh my god. I, yeah. So. Okay. Right. Me and Nick on a Tuesday work at an auction. Oh yeah. 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 An antiques auction. An antiques and collectibles auction. And. <clears throat> It was exhausting because it was very long <laughs> at yeah. like, auction. But I got home and decided to watch some MacGyver. MacGyver. But not the original good Not MacGyver the original one. With, no, uh... the updated new version of it. Right. And I now think I'm on a list. What, for the, watching MacGyver or...? Kinda. Right. <laughs> so, so in the first episode, the second episode, yeah, second episode, he goes on about putting hydrochloric acid and ammonia into a bucket with some tin foil and creating smoke without the fire. You googled this, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just say that's how you make a bomb. That's how you make homemade bombs. Oh, okay. Good well, don't, to know. don't tell people that. <laughs> there, there is other elements you need to add. That's supposed to be secret. <laughs> <laughs> there is other elements you need to add, but they are the three main components of making a homemade bomb. Interesting. Good to know. So now I think I'm on a watch list. <laughs> I mean, that amongst all the other stuff that you Google, I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. like to think that that's yeah. the, the, not the most. <laughs> no. Yeah, I doubt any of us have got particularly good search histories. <laughs> yeah. No, I think our search history is a bit shocking. <laughs> Do you want to see my uh, reference pictures? Because um, I have to use uh, reference pictures for my special effects and all the gory details that I go through. I have a special folder on my phone that's just entitled Gore, and it is of the most messed up situations and reference pictures you could think of. So, um, yeah, I think our phones and mobile history are quite as bad as each other, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope that we never get arrested. And I said to Nick, like, would you visit me in prison? And he says, yeah, and I'll bring cake with a motorbike inside. To escape. To escape. <laughs> I probably wouldn't come. It sounds like a lot of hassle to come and visit somebody in prison. I'd just... Um... So I now know that probably I not. will be lonely. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, that's about it. That's... I have a folder on my computer of Cliff Richard photos. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that just just the best? The snippets from the highlights from the calendars and things. That's enough to get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. And sometimes I like to Photoshop them. To what? At the pictures. Just you don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> just like him surfing, or no, he does that. Have you ever seen? Never seen the Cliff Richard calendars. No, oh, they're amazing. Let me see if I can find them. Is it just, just like, um, Oh, I haven't got the internet. It, just him in various shirtless positions. <laughs> Called it. There's a great one where he's on a massage bed and a small Thai boy is massaging him. <laughs> There's one where he's wearing a see-through shirt in some like tight speedos. What? It drives the, the ladies of a certain age wild. So I'm trying to sort of know how to, to replicate that, that raw it's not sexual power. It's not That's working. That's why the photos are for. I study them each day. It's not working. I promise Haven't you, you ladies, got a picture it's of not Richard working. In a frame. Yeah, in his in the, bathroom. In the toilet, yeah. yeah. In the toilet. Balancing on the end of a diving board with a dog. That was it. That but was then it. he's that also got a picture up. of 
Prince William, Prince Harry, and Prince Anton- Charles, and Anton Deck. Yeah, it's yeah. a good good picture while yeah. you're sitting in the bath or on the lavatory. <laughs> well, no, no, the Cliff Richard one is when you're brushing your teeth in the morning. That's oh, okay. a great sight to That's a good smile to kind of aspire to be. <laughs> no, not first thing in the morning, it's He's not. He's got beautiful teeth. <laughs> first thing in one. the morning, before I've had my coffee? Come no, on, no. Just, just no. Boris, for that. <laughs> Boris. He's wandering. Oh. Boris is having a wander around. It's not like he's been in this room a thousand and one times. <laughs> but I think because we're all in here talking, when normally me and Nick are sitting here watching TV and vegging, he's a bit like, what are you doing? <laughs> we have a new microphone, doing? by the way. I don't know if you can hear it. It should yeah. Sound, yeah. sound better and much. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully Crisper. more. Crisper. Yeah, it looks really high tech. I must admit, like I've got no no background in technology, but it looks impressive by yeah. the size of the arm because obviously everything goes down to size. It's got a big arm like ligature. It has a big it has a big member. Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's your job hunting going? Job hunting has been interesting. So, uh, to everybody, I've just graduated university, so I'm kind of in that limbo status at the moment where I am going from education to actually having a job and doing some stuff. I, I am a freelancer makeup artist at the moment, but it would be nice to sort of like settle down into a studio. But trying to settle down into a studio is harder than university makes it out to be. So I'm very much going through the, the whole applying and being rejected process at the moment. And it can be a little bit sore destroying, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but I could, when I left uni and that, I was trying to find just a graphic design job. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't have the portfolio. I was like, that's what I went to university for. Yeah, that's it. That's why I have a portfolio from university. Yes, but that's not the work we're looking for. Yeah, that's it. They kind of want you for experience. Oh, it's kind of crazy. But, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've, I've, I've done some really, really beautiful jobs in the past. That. So, like, I've done some beautiful things. But um, at the same time, I don't think... Um, I'm not going to snap up a job anytime soon, I don't think. No, but... We we got this, so hopefully. Yeah. Is this a job? Help. What? Is this a job? No, this is a passion. This is a passion. I hope it's not a job because every job I've ever had I've been fired from. <laughs> we can make that happen. Quite quickly. No, I can make that happen. That's why I became self employed. I can't yes. really fire myself, it's quite difficult. No, but I can fire you and I work with you. Yeah, but I still have a 60% share you only have 40. <laughs> oh, God damn for that, it. For that particular reason. Yeah, well. We've still got your full length episode to get through today, Nick. Yes, we have. So, what are, we, what are we doing today? We're I've got a, uh, what I think is one of the best UFO stories ever. It's a story I, my friend Ben told me probably about 10 years ago, and I've been obsessed with it ever since. And then I think we've got some things we've people have some, sent in. Yeah, some us. listener stories. They've sent, like people have sent in stories to us. So we are very grateful for sending yeah, stuff thank in. Thank you. Yeah. And we're always accepting more stories that please don't ever stop sending them because yeah. I read them, I forget about them. I, I like I mark them as like listener stories. I then forget the story. So I, I'm excited to, for you guys to read the ones that I've got sent in the emails because to be honest, I've forgotten them. So I'm thinking you're rediscovering bit... it all by yourself again today yeah. as well. Yeah. We're all on this journey. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And then Nick went up the pub last night. And got and some more stories from the pub. Got some more stories from the pub. It's amazing what you can get from a pub. It's his mm. local pub as well. It's not like it's a big chain. It's a proper little dinky local in the village pub. That's fine sound a daft question, but do people outside the UK know what a pub is? Yeah, most of them do because they I, watch... I don't know if it's a very British word. It is a British word, but for example, bar, America and Australia you watch a lot of procedurals, like British procedurals. procedurals so. I thought it was just like... 
public house that's how they go with like that. They call them something, they call it a bar in Australia and America. I don't know, okay. I think you get pubs in Australia. Yeah, but they're well, normally we, we British have, orientated pubs. We have, I only say because we have listeners from across the, yeah, the world. Yeah, found out now. the other day that we've got a listener up in Australia. Hey! Good oh. day, mate. Good day, mate. Shrimp on the barbie. We literally just did everything that an English person does to, to, to Did try. you redo? I should not have said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow, we got all the stereotypes in one sentence. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> We've also got a few listeners in America. So, hey, guys. Have we got any, any in Germany? We have one in Germany. Yeah. So, yes. how, do we, how do we say hello in Germany, Nick? Brutfest. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. <laughs> Wie geht's du? Uh, we have one in Ireland now as well. So... Uh, top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. Do we have any in Serbia yet, my family's homeland? We don't have any in Serbia yet. Oh. Uh, my first instinct then was to go, does Serbia even have internet? That's, um, I find that very racist. I know, and I apologise. <laughs> I sincerely apologise. I'm not even taking the piss then. I do, do mean that as I'm sorry. <laughs> Serbians are a proud internet... Orientated. ...people with a questionable past. <laughs> very. But we, all? but we did have the internet, yes, of course. Yeah, there yeah. we go then. So, so should we get on? I think we should yeah. get on to this interesting subject that I'm presuming is aliens. Right, I'm excited. play the music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was slick, I liked it. <laughs> Right, are we ready? Uh, yes, coffee time. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have a drink of water first. <laughs> we'll yeah. all have a, if you hear this slurping, it's us slurping our coffee and water. So like I said before, this is a story that a friend told me about 10 years ago, and I've been obsessed with it ever since I heard it. It's just a really great, even if you don't think it's true and you can find points in it, I think it's just a really great story. Okay, you it. Already? Am yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> so we strapped in. I, I feel like I should be throwing the big books at you. And we strapped in and ready to enter Wait. the realm of mystery. Damn, damn, damn. My seat hold on, is hold on. Fixed. My seatbelt's a little bit loose. There we go, sorted. Click. Okay. So of the thousands of reports of strange, mysterious lights and objects seen in our skies in the UK in particular over every year about 90% can be explained as mundane things or as known phenomenon yeah. so these could be misidentified aircraft uh, they could be weather anomalies they could be light refractions they could be astronomical events or objects they could be distant objects could yeah. they be moonbows Mo- moonbows. moonbows yeah we were talking about moonbows the other week weren't we do you not oh, know what when... do you not know what a moonbow is no it, it sounds like moonbins and i'm gonna assume it's not a cartoon it's basically like a rainbow but at night and it happens it does we happen we talked about this didn't we no we yeah. talked about it with my sister oh okay and basically it's a rainbow but it's just <clears> the white light from the moon like the, the refract the refraction reflection of the sunlight off the moon so it's like the dark side of a rainbow yeah that's like it's well, full on that's gothic as fuck. How is I that love goth- it. How is it goth- a rainbow It's so gothic. gothic. It's dark and it's from the moon, but it's still a rainbow. It's like dark meat. It's not pastel goth. It's full goth. It's like nighttime and moon it's and It's throwback stuff. to my high school years. Yes. <laughs> That's just me encapsulated in one thing. I like not it. anymore, Steph. You're more pastel goth, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just rainbow or full stuff. <laughs> so about 90%. <laughs> Going back, about ninety yeah. percent, we can we can logically come to a conclusion that's believable, and we can pass away. Is is that what it is? 
The remaining 10% opens up the possibility of the incredible, that we are being visited by life from other worlds. And within that 10%, there are rare cases which defy even the strongest and steadfast scepticism, brought by tens or even hundreds of witnesses, including photographs, video evidence, and trace evidence. And this is one of those cases, and it's called the Rendlesham Forest Incident. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Heard of it, but I don't know the story behind it. I think I've heard of it because of you mentioning it, mentioning it, but no detail. So just after Christmas, late December 1980, American Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt came into his office at RF Bentwaters as he did every morning, and this was the morning of the 27th of December. RF Bentwaters is in Suffolk, about 10 miles from Ipswich, an English base, but it had an American nuclear fighter squadron attached to it, which is why there were Americans there. But okay. why? Because during the Cold War, and um, this was in 1980, Cold War was still in the height, so any minute the Russians could attack, so there were loads of American bases or Americans on British Air Force bases and army bases during that time just in case it kicked off really because it's obviously closer to launch an attack from Britain to Russia than say America to Russia. Okay, fair enough. And he was, Charles Holt was one of the commanding officers. I think he was the deputy of the entire base. Yeah. So he greets his staff sergeant who's on the desk in his office uh, building, asking him anything happened last night as he usually did. Yeah. And the sergeant laughs and tells him that some of the men on duty in the early hours of uh, the morning spent their time running around after UFOs in Rendlesham Forest, which is just outside of the base. Yeah. And they both laugh and they kind of sort of throw it aside and they say, well, he just says, well, just file it for me. Right, okay. It was like a brief report and it was like something. He said, just file it and laughing while they're saying it because in the army and the air force, it's not, and especially at the time, not the dumb thing to, to talk about UFO events and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you're seen a bit odd if you do. So I've got a picture of Holt so you can see him. Okay. I've also got a picture of the base. We'll obviously put these up on the social. So that's Lieutenant Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt. And nice. he has definitely got a curl in his hair. Yeah, I was going to say. He's a very army a, looking man or air very, force in this, this case, that, isn't he? Yeah. Either that's a toupee or that's a serious pink curl. But you can see all his commendations like, on his... He's a very sort of quite high, um, yeah. well-commendated uh, Air Force officer. He's been around the bush a few times. Yeah, and if we look, I've got a picture of the base itself. So yeah. this is RAF Bentwaters. It's not used anymore as an Air Force okay. base. So it's quite vast. It's It's... Big, but it's not too big, and you can okay. see all the buildings, and it's got a main runway with secondary runways coming off the side of it. Yeah, I've got a picture of close up of the. This is where the the nuclear armaments were stored in these kind of bunkers on the base. So your typical kind of army base kind of thing, then. Really. Like Air Force base. Yeah, yeah. have yeah. we seen that in something? Has that been featured in a movie? Maybe, maybe they they shot a film there. I'm not or sure. A TV show. No, I think I think I know what you're on about. There's something where I can't remember. I can I think it's like a Richard Gere film where you they do like a lap of a, an army base, but they run up a, yeah. a, a turfed top house. But it's not a house. It's like a shelter. Um, a like on a shelter. Yeah. I think you're on about an officer and a gentleman. I want to say maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, it's just you know when you see something you're like oh that looks familiar. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So this is still the 27th of December. Okay. So he's told last night that during the night and early in the morning some of his men were running around the woods, but. They they both laugh it off. And later that night, on the 27th, uh, Holt's attending the annual annual Christmas party, sort of end-of-year party for the base. They're all sort of relaxed, having a, a... I don't know, I don't think they drink there, but they would sort of relax, having a bit of a party. I think they're allowed one. Yeah, but they weren't allowed to... You weren't allowed to get drunk at an no. army base. No. But he was giving no thought whatsoever, really, at all, to, to what his staff sergeant had said. So the party continues into the early hours of the morning of the 28th, and he's approached by one of his on-duty men who tells him, Sir, the UFOs are back. <laughs> what, that opening sentence? Yeah. The UFOs that actual are. sentence. That's the word they used. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, thinking he could get to the bottom of it and put an end to the matter, 
Hull gathered a small group of men to head out into the forest where the lights were being reported. And it was the same area that the lights had been reported the previous night. So he grabbed his personal tape recorder and a Geiger counter, then climbed into a Jeep. What's a Geiger counter, sorry? Sorry, a Geiger counter is, it tests uh, radiation, uh, background radiation in an area, or if you point it to an object, it will test the radiation emitting from that object. Oh, okay, so like the things that they take around Chernobyl when it kind of beeps and then... Yeah, that's a Geiger counter. And when you're on a nuclear base, it's a standard bit of kit, because obviously if there's some kind of... Leakage. Leakage from one of the armaments, you you need to test that kind of stuff. So it's a standard bit of kit. Oh, okay, awesome. So once arriving at the scene, or the general area of the scene he couldn't see any lights but the area was full of soldiers and army policemen and they were there was loads of other vehicles and they were all sort of in an excited state driving round running round he told them to return to the base and the soldiers who were already there pointed Holt a bit further into the tree line this place where the light had last been seen at this point he hadn't seen the light yet so Holt and his small group arrived at the location and what they found was a small clearing and I'm going to show you another picture of this yeah. and obviously we'll put this on the social I think it's absolutely hilarious that you've got these RF, RAF men who are running around who are dealing with they deal with army matters on a day to day something spooked well. them yeah. something quite dramatic has spooked yeah. them yeah it takes aliens to spook RAF chaps so this is this is the clearing that they found and it's been you can't really see the third indentation there because it's uh, the photo's a bit distorted but yeah. there's three indentations in the ground oh, okay. you see them okay. there and then there's a close up there's a triangulation of it yeah. of the three indentations no I don't like it and there's there's a close-up of one of the indentations. They go, they go about a, an inch and a half down into the soil, he says. So that's some quite heavy weight. So there's then. another the view of the close-up of the indentation. No, I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. So but... there's three of these in a triangular pat- pattern, about an inch and a half deep, and they're about six to eight feet apart in a triangle formation. And they're so... very they're very circular. They're not like hand-drawn circles. They are very... Oh, no, sorry. The, the circle in the picture is somebody circled it. Oh! So <laughs> it's, the thing, it's the thing inside yeah, the circle. The indent- that, ah. that one's better, where you can see it. Okay. See okay. what I mean? Yeah. I get what you mean. I thought there were like the circles that yeah, were so indented. Yeah, so it's like the indentation of like a tripod as okay. such. I get you. I get you. So they they they're looking around and he takes the guide counter out and he starts checking the area and in some places he finds that it's eight to nine times higher than the normal background radiation and there is normal background radiation. Yeah. It just exists as a as a sort of just exists. Yeah. So but this was eight to nine times higher in some places. What's the highest you can get before it starts like poisoning you? I don't know. Well, if, I don't know off the top of my head. It's it's that's that's a low but um low but high for that place. Yeah, it's it's it shouldn't be that high. Yeah. But it's not enough to harm you. Oh okay, right. that's what my question was. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the the figure is for it being okay. so high. So they they look and they're looking at the trees in this clearing again. Let me get this this picture up again. Yeah. Oh Sorry. God, that, that, I'm not going to lie that picture absolutely so these, freaks me out. So these trees here I, this this isn't Holt and his men in the picture this was taken the next day, I think. Okay. So is that the yeah. FBI? No, I think the that, I think he's a military policeman from his his dress. But these trees here what they found there were burn marks facing in no, to no. the trees, high up to the trees, all up the trees, burn marks, and there was a strange white uh, markings on this, as if something had been uh, sprayed on the trees, all oh, facing right. inwards. Nothing on the other side, and they also had a heat. It's got um, a star scope which measures heat and light, yeah. I think, and they pointed it, and the inside of the trees were emanating light as well. No way. And the best bit of the scene, they look up and through the tree no. cover, there's a perfectly triangular shaped ah. hole punched through the trees. Oh, God, the no. tree. Oh, gosh. I'm not gonna lie, 
sorry, can we just quickly pause? I'm absolutely like ghosts, demons, yeah, they freak me out, whatever. The thought of aliens, as much as I believe they exist, I'm like, they terrify me. Well, yeah, because it's the unknown, isn't it? Yeah, because ghosts and demons, they've got some humanistic thing. Yeah, yeah. Aliens. We literally have no idea. Like, no, not and whatsoever. It, like, what's the film? Um, Science. Close Encounters of. Oh yeah, yeah. The one that's like the stories of being abducted. Can't watch that film. That film gives me nightmares. Oh, when I was a kid, I was terrified of being abducted by aliens. I'm it was still, like my I'm still terrified fire. of being abducted. So you <laughs> showing <laughs> you showing me those photos is like. It's a good. It's a creepy, creepy-looking photo. Well, we'll get back to that photo in a bit because we'll see why. There's a lot um, of unexplained things. So another thing, they were checking the scene as well, and one thing they did notice is there was a farm nearby, about half a mile. He said, and the farmyard animals were out going absolutely mental. Oh, you could so hear the chickens, the horses, the cows. Yeah. They were they were making a really loud noise. So that they were like state. scared. Yeah, animals. Yeah. No, they have like the sixth sense. Yeah, yeah. or the seventh in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole time where they're on this this. This, this clearing, this landing site, you could call it. He's recording through his personal cassette recorder. He's making his observations of the uh, the scene. And then quietly in the background, one of the men is heard um, talking on a radio, saying, you hear the radio chatter come through, we have lights nearby. Uh, moments later, Holt and his team witnessed the following thing, and I'm going to play the actual recording that Holt took of that night on his personal mm. tape recorder. Can I go grab a blanket? <laughs> I feel like I need a pillow to hide behind. Yeah. <laughs> 148, we're hearing very strange sounds out of the farmers burning our animals. It's very, very active, making an awful lot of noise. It has an pigmentation. You just saw a light yes, there. Wait, no, it's fine. Where? Right on this position here. Straight ahead in between. The there it is again. Watch. Straight ahead off my flashback there. Yeah, so there it is. Hey, I see it too. What is it? We don't know, sir. So, yeah, can I get some word? Yeah, it's a strange, small red light. Looks like uh, maybe a quarter to a half mile, maybe further out. I'm going to switch off. The light is gone now. It was approximately 120 degrees from the site. Is it back again? Yes, sir. Oh, that's the flashlight set. Let's move out to the edge of the clearing so I can get a better look at it. See if you can get the star scope on it. The light's still there, and all the barnyard animals have gotten quiet now. Yeah, we're heading about 110 to 120 degrees from the site out through to the clearing now. Still getting a reading on the meter. About two clicks. Three to four clicks, getting stronger. Now it's, uh, now it's coming up. Hold up, there we go. We're about approximately four foot off the ground. It's a compass set of 110 degrees. All right, just turn the meter off. You've got to say that again. About four feet off the ground, about 110 degrees, getting a reading of about four clicks. Yes, sir. Yeah, but it's... Now it's dying. Now it's dying. I think it's something other than the ground. I think it's something that's... Tree right we just found the first night bird we've seen. We're about 150 or 200 yards from the site. Everything else is just deathly calm. There is no doubt about it. There's some type of strange flashing red light ahead. There's yellow. I saw a yellow tinge in it too. Weird. It, it, it appears to be maybe moving a little bit this way. Yes, it's brighter than it has been. Yellow. It's coming this way. Also it is definitely coming this way. Pieces of it are shooting off. Yeah, there is no doubt about it. This is weird. To the left. Yeah, definitely moving to the left. Two lights. Two one right. light to the front, okay. one light to the left. Keep the flashlights off. There's something very, very strange. Get the headset on. See if it gets any stronger. Okay. Let, give us give us a way down. notation that this is on a beta reading, too. It's on a beta reading? Beta okay. still has been removed. Okay. This is falling off it again. But it just moved to the right. Yeah. Moved off to the right. Strange. 
Oh, you want to do it or not? Let's go to the edge of the woods up there. Can you want to do it without lights? Let's do it carefully. Come on. Okay, we're looking at the thing. We're probably about two or three hundred yards away. It looks like an eye winking at you. It's still moving from side to side. And when you put the star scope on it, it, it sort, sort of has a hollow center, a dark center. It's, it's you know, like a pupil of an eye looking at you and winking. And the flash is so bright to the star scope that uh, it almost burns your eye. So that's no, quite an no. eerie sounding um, bit of recording, isn't it? I don't that's like him. So before we, we talk about that, because um, that, that tape's quite, um, it can be quite hard to get the, the sort of pattern of events. So uh, a few years later in 2007, well, a lot of years later, 27 years later, uh, Holt gave a uh, briefing at the National Press, Com- uh, Pre- National Press Club in Washington, D.C. So okay. he gives a more concise explanation of what he saw so i'm just going to play the 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 um foot uh oh, you would call it footage um the footage yeah the footage yeah, footage from footage. the national press club in 2007 of holt explaining in in a more concise way what happened to him and his his men that were with him that night two nights later at the family christmas party we were interrupted the on-duty flight commander for the security police squadron lieutenant bruce england came and approached the base commander and i he was white as a sheet he said, it's back. He said, what's back? He said, the UFO. Well, we still were, I should say, non-believers at that point. Since my boss had to do the presentations, I was tasked, unfortunately, to investigate. So I went home and changed clothes, 
and I really expected to find a logical explanation. I took several security policemen with me, a disaster preparedness NCO who took an APN-27, a Geiger counter, and a camera. I also had my small cassette recorder I carried everywhere when I was on duty. Uh, I was taken to the supposed site. We find indentations approximately an inch and a half deep, approximately six to eight feet on a side, and radiation of eight to nine times normal background radiation. Not enough to be dangerous to somebody, but significant. We also find broken branches on the trees. While we were milling around trying to make sense of the whole thing, one of the individuals with me suddenly spotted something. Off through the forest was a bright, glowing object. The best way I can describe it, it looked like an eye. with bright red with a dark center. It appeared to be winking. It would sort of wink. It was shedding something like molten metal. It was dripping off it. It silently moved through the trees, avoiding any contact. It bobbed up and down, and at one point it actually approached us. We tried to get closer. It receded out into the field, beyond the forest, and silently exploded into five white objects. Gone. So we went out into the field looking for any evidence, because something had apparently been falling off it, and we'd, we found nothing. But while we were searching around in the field, one of the people with me noticed some objects in the sky to the north. There were three or four objects in the north, brightly colored, changing from elliptical to round, and moving at very high speed and sharp angular movements as though they were doing a grid search. While we were watching them, somebody else noticed to the south there were two objects just sort of hovering in the sky. One object approached us at very high speed, best guess is three to 5,000 feet, somewhere in that neighborhood, stopped directly overhead and sent down a concentrated beam at our feet. It was about one foot in diameter. The best way I can equate it is sort of a laser beam. We stood there in awe. Was this a warning? Was this an attempt to communicate? Was this a weapon or just a probe? Just as suddenly as it appeared, click, it disappeared. We stood there, ah, oh, really concerned. About that time, we noticed the other object to the south was sending down beams, about a mile, mile and a half away, over Woodbridge Base. Uh, we had three different radios with us, the police radio, the security police radio, and I had to command that. All three radios were functional and we were talking to control centers. They were constantly breaking up and we had great difficulties communicating, but we were able to discern that the, on the police and security net that some of those beams were either falling into or near the weapons storage area and there's a great deal of concern. Uh, it really bothered me at the time. I, every time something of significance happened that night, I kind of clicked on my little tape recorder and recorded it so I'd have a record of it for the next day. Unbeknownst to me, a copy of that was released by one of my co-workers several years so later. So before we, we talk about what he's talked about, so let's just do a recap. So we saw a bright glowing object, looked like an eye, red with a dark centre, appeared to be winking, shedding what looked like molten metal, silently moved through the trees, came closer, then went back out, silently divided into four white objects, exploded, he said. Then they see three or four new objects moving at high speed and making very angular turns. Two other objects are hovering to the south at the same time. One object approached them, stopped overhead, and sent down this beam directly at their feet, suddenly disappeared, 
and they noticed another object was sending down beams into the base itself. Around 60 people that this night saw the beams coming down into the base itself. Oh, wow. And the result of it, after he, he filed a report asking for somebody to come and help investigate, and because it was on British British soil, it f- fell on the British Air Force to investigate. Yeah. And they came back some time later and said there was no defence significance whatsoever to these events. And bear in mind, this happened on a nuclear-armed base, so it was a very, very odd reply to that. Yeah. So what do you think about the tape and... Well, Charlotte's face at the moment is just stunned. <laughs> it's actually really quite funny, so I, I assume it hit you hard. I don't like it! It I is don't like scary. it. I do like it, because it's kind of like these people who are Air Force people who have seen a lot of shit yeah well, they're trained that one of the tra- yeah. training parts of the air force is you have to clearly identify what's in the skies especially at the time of yeah. the cold war because there could yeah. be attack anytime you, you need to be able to trust those personnel to know what's in the sky so they train them very heavily on to to note uh, to take note observe and to identify objects in the sky, in the sky. and, the and if these- it ha- guys are saying no, no we don't know what yeah. this is and something is happening terrifies me yeah it's quite interesting to see uh, government officials lose their head essentially over they were something. freaking out yeah, yeah. They were fr- and you can tell on the tape at certain points he's like oh, oh my shit. god it's come towards us kind yeah. of thing and oh like, shit is one of the phrases he says well I think that was one of his the people that are with him but that's the general consent yeah and uh, it was just it was the fact that the British government turned oh. around and went nah nah it's nothing yeah you're imagining it kind of thing. <clears throat> That's kind of like... Yeah. But no, I'm telling you this. <laughs> yeah, but 60 people... Yeah, it's 60 hard to ignore. people are saying the same story. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of physicality well, they, they to it Well, they all didn't well. have Holt's experience, but they all saw... <laughs> there was more than 60 people on the base, but it was in the early hours of the morning, so a lot of those people would be asleep. Yeah, but it's like... And they all didn't all have the same experience as Holt, obviously. <laughs> it, but They a saw lot, lights. They saw a lot lights. of people would have been like, oh, and they're just drunk, but... You've got to think yeah. it's an army base. Yeah, they were probably allowed one drink just as a. It was a Christmas party, but not everybody who saw these things was, was drinking. Yeah. People were. Like, he were... mentioned that man that was his security police force man. Yeah, and he was working. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of physicalities to it. I mean, you can't you can't unsee the the dents in the ground. You can't unsee the triangular shape in the and the broken branches yeah. and stuff. Well, in a bit we'll get we'll get to that evidence and and try and pick it apart. A, a bit because you always should come at something trying to disprove it yeah from both sides yeah, yeah. so the, the story isn't over there really so this no let it be over there that's good that's fine we can end the, this podcast right there no I, I think the best is yet to come in this story actually. <laughs> no so Holt made this report he made a brief sort of report because again in the army and air force you don't as a command second in command of a base you don't want to say you and your men were running around after aliens all night but you, he gave sort of a an abridged version but with the points the main points in it that there were strange lights yeah. and that some of these lights were shining beams down into the base and it was buried it was buried for many many years um but do you remember i said the first night there was the death sergeant had told holt people were running around the woods looking for things looking for ufos so there was yeah. two nights and there was the first night and they both sort of had a laugh about it yeah yeah, yeah. well something more happened on no. that first night no <laughs> please don't tell me they actually saw aliens so, <laughs> like how there wasn't a definitive yes or no. So on the first night, something more did happen, and those men filed a report, but that report never got to Colonel Holt, never got to his desk sergeant. No it was way. filed away and again forgotten about Just until for many years. I so don't like it. Three of those people on that first night, which is the twenty seventh, um, the uh, well, the twenty sixth into the early hours of the twenty seventh. Yeah. 
Three of those men were Sergeant James Peniston, Airman, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but oh, sorry, Air, uh, Airman Kabanzak? Kabanzak. And Airman Burroughs. And they experienced far, far, something far more than just seeing lights in the sky. Oh, so they now, fucking aliens. So now, and this takes place, you remember the, the landing site? The triangular one. The triangular yeah. site. They see something there the previous night. Okay. Yeah. It's not, not going to break down. Not, in... not just the site itself. So I'm going to play you... Um... No, Jeremy, uh... play me anything to do with aliens. <laughs> so there's no, there's no recording from the time because he didn't have a recorder on him. But I'm going to play you from the same National Press Club conference in 2007. I'm going to play you Jim Peniston's um, recount of what he, what he saw that night. All I've got in my head at the moment is, um, have you ever seen Spice World, the movie, with the Spice Girls? No. Where they have an encounter with aliens. They have an encounter with aliens and they're basically just, they're in a forest and they're all, they're about to, they, the aliens come down and then they all basically break out into You Spice do realise that's taking the piss out of what Nick's talking about. Yeah, you're about ruining now. the atmosphere, Steph. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 I don't mean it's I'm trying to create a spooky, mysterious <laughs> no, no, atmosphere. It's, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm liking this because it's lightening the mood. I like it. So this is... Uh, Sergeant James Peniston, a UF Army Sergeant. A UF Army Sergeant? American. Air Force Sergeant. I'm not sure if it's good morning or good good afternoon here. (laughs) It's 12 o'clock. My name is James Peniston, uh, United States Air Force, retired. In 1980, I was assigned to the largest tactical fighter wing in the Air Force at the time. I was was stationed at RAF Woodbridge, England. Uh, I was the senior security officer in charge of that base security. At that time, I held a top secret U.S. and NATO security clearance and was responsible for the protection of the war-making resources for that base. Shortly after midnight on the 26th of December, 1980, Staff Sergeant Steffens briefed me that some lights were seen in Rendlesham Forest just outside the back gate. He informed me that whatever he seen didn't crash. He told me it landed. I discounted that and reported to the control center at the base that we had a possible downed aircraft. I then ordered Airman Kabanzak, A1C Burroughs, to respond with me offsite. When we arrived to the suspected crash site, it quickly became apparent that we were not dealing with a plane crash, or for that matter, anything else we've ever responded to. There was a bright light emanating from an object on the forest floor. As we approached it on foot, a silhouetted triangular craft about nine feet long, six and a half feet high, came into view. The craft was fully intact, and sitting in a small clearing just inside the woods. As the three of us got closer to the craft, we started experiencing radio difficulties. I then asked Airman Kabansak to relay the radio transmissions back to our control center, act as a relay. Burroughs and I proceeded towards the craft. When we came up on the triangular-shaped craft, there were blue and yellow lights swirling around the exterior as though they were part of the surface. The air around us was electrically charged and we could uh, feel it on our clothes, our skin, and our hair. Nothing 
Nothing in my training prepared me for what I was witnessing. After 10 minutes without any apparent aggression, I determined the craft was non-hostile to my team and to the base. Following the security protocols, we completed a thorough on-site investigation. This included a full physical examination of the craft, which included photographs and my uh, notebook entries that I had at the time, and relays with the radio through Airman Kabanzak to our control center. Those were required. On one side of the craft, there were symbols that measured three inches high, and they're approximately about two and a half feet long. The feeling I had during the encounter was like no type of aircraft that I've ever seen before. It was in the James Book of Known Aircraft or anything I've seen since. After roughly about 45 minutes, the light from the craft began to intensify. Burroughs and I then took a defensive position away from the craft as it lifted off the ground without any noise or air disturbance. It maneuvered through the trees and shot off at an unbelievable rate of speed. It was gone in a blink of an eye. In my law book that I have right here, I wrote, speed impossible. That night, over 80 Air Force personnel, all trained observers assigned to the 81st Security Police Squadron witnessed the takeoff. <clears throat> the information acquired during that investigation was reported through my military channels. The team and witnesses were told to treat the investigation as top secret, and no further discussion would be allowed. The photographs that we retrieved from the base lab, two rolls of 35 millimeter, of course, were apparently overexposed. Thank you. Right, so there we go. So the, the important thing about Penniston is that he made this initial report and he never did talk about it again. He was, he was told by his superiors not to talk about it again, so it was 20 odd years before he talked about it again. Um, so just to, to go over what he saw, he saw a landed craft in the exact same location that Holt would visit the following night, the craft that made those indentations, the burn marks on the trees. Yep. He saw that scene, but with the craft in position. And it was a triangular craft, about nine feet long and six point six and a half feet high, and it was fully intact. And I've got the original sketch he made in his notebook to show you. Oh, wow, so he actually drew it out. Yeah, in... he drew it out. Oh, wow. So that's that's what he drew in oh, his wow. notebook. Can you see that? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's kind of very the Jeffersons, isn't it? It is. It is very... <laughs> it's got that kind of look for it, but it's... Not everybody's a good drawer, are they? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's a strange-looking thing, isn't it? Is. it? You can't really mistake that for um, for an aircraft. Especially no. the size. It's quite small for an aircraft as well. It is. So, uh, he experienced radio difficulties. Holt did the second night. He experienced radio difficulties as well. The air was electrically charged in that video. He said yeah. that they could feel it on their skin. They examined the craft thoroughly and they noticed these holograph uh, uh, hieroglyphic symbols that he talked about and I've got the the hieroglyphic symbols he drew as well. Oh wow. This is what he said he saw running down the side of the craft. 
That's really interesting. And people have gone into these symbols and tried to to decipher them in a way. Um, yeah. It's like and analyzing them as geometric as a geometric pattern and things. And there's some quite interesting analyses we can put a link to. Definitely. Um, especially like the triangular one with the, the the two spheres. It kind of looks like a, a galaxy where you've got the planets and 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 the sort of distance between them. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But, they're odd, aren't they? They are they're very odd. odd. They're very I mean, it'd be quite... Egyptian-esque, but at the same time very... No, they're very geometric. Yeah. I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say they're Symmetrical. maybe Incan. Maybe that's probably the closest to, but for Amandus to sort of come up with on a whim, they're, they're quite obscure sort of symbols, aren't they? Yeah, they have no contextual value in the human realm. No. No. So, Interesting. again, he said it was like a type of aircraft he'd never... Had never seen, and he stayed there forty-five minutes. It took off silently, the same way Holt described these objects as moving silently. And he wrote in his notebook, he said, "Speed impossible." And this is when it punched that hole through the tree line above them. And this night, the first night, around eighty people, as opposed to sixty, saw these lights in this area. So a lot of people. So yeah, I mean, he obviously had, if he's to be believed, had a much closer experience with this object than Holt did, no less dramatic. But much closer. So I guess Gosh. we can we can talk about how how do you two think about that so far? I mean that is the story. That's pretty much the the story of those two evenings and yeah. their entirety. It's bizarre because there's so many there's so many things in it that uh, for one the amount of people that saw it that witnessed it that can give the same account of the, the one thing. Well, there's been pe- those some of those airmen as airmen as well not mentioned so far. I haven't got their names, but there are. On record, they took lie detector tests and passed them. Oh wow! Really? But they saw they saw something in yeah. the sky, either on one of those two nights or both of those two nights. So something definitely visually happened, be it extraterrestrial or not. Yeah. I'm not so. gonna lie. I feel like I should be drinking right now. Yeah. You're freaked lot... out by this, aren't you? You are. Honestly, like I said earlier, aliens freak me the fuck out because I think because I don't know. Yeah. And it's the unknown that scares me. Like, the bottom of the sea freaks me out. The thought of whatever is at the bottom of the sea freaks me out because I don't know. Yeah. It's just the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. Why did you freak out so much? Oh, okay. Yeah, it it is just because I'm so unequipped to answer and logic. (laughs) Well, that's that's the scary thing about like aliens isn't it is we have no explanation we've got no we've got no nothing to compare it against we've got nothing to say this is definitively what it is so it's yeah. just accounts of the situation well there are some skeptics of this case and we can go through the possible explanations that they've proposed yeah, yeah. so the number one is that it was a hoax the oh, entirety okay. of it was a very very elaborate hoax but my argument to that is why would people who are not involved in the situation and would fuck up their whole careers. Yeah. Why would they hoax that? Well, it could have been a hoax played on them. Yeah. I, it could be a very, very elaborate to do that kind but... of thing. Creating a craft, creating lights in the sky. I mean, all these things. It'd be very elaborate. It's yeah. not... And the evidence as well. I mean, well. anything could be possible to create, you know, in theory, yeah. but the... it'd be very difficult. But where would these people get that inspiration from? Okay. And it's very hard the, to think up this. Shit, yeah, isn't it? and the fact that the British government were like, nope, 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 keep it quiet. Mm. Yeah. Well, the the official thing. British one of their explanations was it was a downed Russian satellite, which first of all doesn't explain both nights because no. that would have only taken place on one. The yeah. first doesn't explain night. how the objects move. Uh, it definitely doesn't explain what Penison store on the first night with the craft. Mm-hmm. It couldn't. I, I don't think you because could mistake that for a satellite. No. When something crashes, it literally crashes and yeah. burns. Yeah. Yeah. It could explain a light. Yeah, and it would explain perhaps maybe a triangular mark in the um, 
the forest like canopy and the markings on the trees, but there would still be the wreckage of that satellite. And it doesn't explain all the lights. I yeah. mean, there was the first on the well on the first night there was there seemed to be just uh, one or, or a couple of lights, but on the second night there was the first group of lights, and then there was another group of five lights. So and that two and these were hovering, the moving silently. There was no sound during this. That's one yeah. thing nobody mentions that any of this made any sound whatsoever. An explosion is an explosion, isn't it? Yeah. And a thing screeching down from the um, from an atmosphere, cause, is. you know, just causing air friction would make a yeah, racket, and a the sound racket. of fire and crackling and yeah. that that makes a sound. Did they test any of it? So, like the yeah. white powder that was on the trees, for example, did they? Holt doesn't know. He wasn't allowed. Back to the scene. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was. So somebody's tested it, and somebody. Knows they may have done, but his his testings are the radiation readings, yeah. and they were yeah. eight to nine times above um, background radiation. And you can't just fake that, I suppose. You'd have to physically. I mean, you'd have to get a radioactive isotope and smear it all over the place. Yeah, it? I was going to say, is there any way naturally to do that? Do you think? Well, radioactive isotopes tend to be buried way deep in the ground. They're not. They're not something that just appear on the surface. Yeah, um, like because you said, like smearing it across stuff. Mm. I'm like, is there any natural way to do that that wouldn't obviously? No, not naturally. Well, the next, it, I mean, the next uh, bit is police did visit it, visit the site, the security police, yeah. and they, sorry, and local police because they were involved. It, that was their jurisdiction, so local police did visit the site at some point, and they they um, came to the conclusion that the triangular positioned marks indentations in the ground were made by rabbits i've so, never seen a rabbit warren make that and i mean anything spot nature can throw yeah. up some patterns sometimes but it doesn't explain the radiation unless you've got a, a den of radioactive rabbits going around and the broken branches as well there's got to be something mm, that doesn't explain the hole in the tree line no. either so yeah they the local police thought it was rabbits and I think that's quite a um, lacklustre explanation. Because yeah. it doesn't... It may explain the holes, possibly. Possibly, if you're being generous and playing devil's advocate and saying that nature can produce But shapes. nature does not produce so... Nature is random, it's not so... Well, animals doing things at random can sometimes do something that doesn't look random, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say, but it doesn't explain everything else that goes with that scene. If you're no. t- treating it like a crime scene, you want to state one bit of it maybe the easiest piece to explain and draw a conclusion you can draw conclusions of just from that one bit of evidence that is the easiest to you can draw conclusions of animals from two of those but not the whole collective no No, that's it it's the whole it's the whole evidence picture that makes up the story which makes that little bit a little bit less believable Yeah, yeah like the fact that you could put the Broken branches down to animals, like birds. Yeah, but, together, but they were they were burnt as well. They weren't just yeah. broken. But they were that's burned. that's yeah. But the, what I'm saying is that you could the... put the two like two of them together and say yeah, possibly animals. Mm. But you couldn't put the collective together. Yeah, exactly. Like the fact yeah. that yeah, you have broken animal like branches. Animals could have done that. Yeah. But the fact that those branches were also burnt yeah. on yeah. only one side, that's not going to be caused by an animal unless it's a fucking demon. Yeah. I mean, it kind of just sounds like somebody's trying to rationalise an unrationalisable situation. Yeah. To rabbit. There are two more official kind of reasons, uh, explanations, that the the Ministry of Defence said, oh, it could be that. One of them there, because it's quite close to the coast, uh, a few miles away there's a lighthouse. And a lighthouse does sort of blink when it turns, doesn't it? And yeah. Holt explains it blinking. But a lighthouse isn't red. A lighthouse doesn't move position. No. Um, it doesn't certainly doesn't break up into five smaller lights 
it doesn't come closer to you and shoot a beam down on the floor, no, does it? No. It has it has a directional light of in a rotational value, but that's it. So it does yeah. have a pattern, but again, it's not red. It doesn't change colour. You can get red lighthouses. Yeah, but this but lighthouse... Not, the, not with it, a black centre. No, no. So And it doesn't explain the movement at all. No. It doesn't explain that. And the other ob- uh, thing, which is quite a usual explanation, is stellar objects. They just saw stellar objects. And again, okay, I think that's quite lackluster. It doesn't describe it in any way what Holt or Penison saw or any members of the base saw. I mean, You can say that, yeah, maybe it was shooting stars, but again, shooting stars are... It's a bit different. That wouldn't freak the man out no, as much as it did. they know did what do. shooting stars are. You know what would be really interesting? So, like, I've just kind of thought about this in, in sort of, like, a very... Like, this is probably just me... In the mic. ...overthinking. But, you know, when you sort of look at the sun and the surrounding area, like, the sun itself, it, it, like, if you look directly at something that's given out so much light, it appears black, but the ra- around it, you've got the whole kind of... you. Can it looks red because you've got the whole blood um, sort of like circulation around that sort of thing from just a, a one significant bright light and then it kind of comes across as that whole like black blob surrounded by the the red I know what you mean exterior. but again That's that something... light doesn't move yeah and that is whilst one person may see because it's individual it's how your eyes de- like develop yeah, that light yeah so one person may see it as a red with a black center one other person may see it as yellow with a black center okay one other person may see it as like a dark blue light and with this a black light center. is very far away at the lighthouse you're talking okay. talking miles away it wouldn't be enough to cause that kind of burn in your eye right okay because I know what you mean when you look yeah. at bright and sometimes when you look away from the light that blob is still, it's there. still there but that that doesn't describe the sensation of this object coming to them does yeah. it, or anything and the fact like that. that he said it was l- like winking yeah that is quite yeah it does say oh maybe it is doing that circular motion that a lighthouse does that's not really a wink that's more of a sweep yeah yeah that's sweeping from like left to right or right to left not Blink. And the beam down Blink. at his, free, uh, his feet isn't explained by any of those no, things. And that... the beam people witnessed coming down into the base over the weapons storage area wasn't explained in any way. And none of those explanations, not even the rabbits, <laughs> uh, can explain. Maybe they're radioactive rabbits. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> that shoot lasers from their freaking eyes. Mm. So the, the, the evidence, the strongest evidence in this is some of the photographs, obviously, um, and the recording... But it's the testimony of the people. And in a lot of UFO cases, the testimony is all you've got. In this case, you've got more. You've got trace evidence. You've got audio recording. You've got somewhere some photographs Mm -hmm. that went missing, apparently. Um, But Holt... they were overexposed, apparently. Yeah, but that's what they... He was insinuating that's what they told him. That's Oh, they were rubbish. We can't use them. So Holt, in particular, was a very well-regarded member of the Air Force. He was uh, well-commendated. He was second in command of the entire base he's never changed his story and in 2010 he signed an affidavit confirming his sort of story so it can be held up in court that he's telling the truth so he could be done you know he's putting himself out there for libel yeah uh, yeah, because if you screw your affidavit up the the count um the state and the county can sue you just 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 me like what is an affidavit an affidavit is a legal testimony so it's it's legally saying i witnessed this this is what i saw and if anybody wants to ever... It's just a, a legal way of putting it, but it opens okay. up, you up to legal attack. Okay. It's so. like a legal contract right. as such. 
and that if you, you you sign this, you're saying, no, I'm telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the yeah, truth. Yeah, it's exactly like that in court. That's sort of like an affidavit where you that put your hand a on the Bible. That is a verbal affidavit, yeah. Right. So it's, it's declaring legally that you're not a liar. Right, okay. And, that if you, and then... you just need to do that. That seems like a, a silly thing to do if you were lying. You wouldn't need to do that. Yeah, at because all. you then, if you lie, you cre- you do pre-jury perjury pre-jury pre-jury that's how it because that's how it's spelt and you can then get sued by your country and your state to Uh, say no you lied so there's repercussions then to break this contract you've cost us yeah i know the people have gone on record i mean uh, again there were 80 people on the first night peniston and his three colleagues but 80 people saw it some of those people have taken lie detectors 60 people on the second night again as we mentioned earlier they're all trained observers to know what was in the sky to mistake it for a lighthouse or a downed satellite seems if it was members of the general public maybe yeah Yeah. but these are very these these are trained people and they're highly trained as well because you have to be you get your standard air force don't you yeah but then if you're dealing with like nuclear weapons and everything you have to have that further training so that you don't accidentally cause a nuclear explosion yeah i mean it's a highly sensitive base you have to have security clearance like peniston said he had top level security yeah. clearance even to be on that base because it's got nuclear weapons mm. on it you've got a lot of responsibility in yeah. those sorts of situations so yeah absolutely but this is this is known as the uk's roswell it's put up there on that same yeah. kind of level with with roswell and people people are skeptical about it and, and pick holes in it and i think that's healthy to do that yeah, but definitely. of all the years i've been fascinated by this case i've never really seen that sort of smoking gun that says no i don't think this is real i think something else happened it kind of seems unbelievable and incredible, but I think this is a genuine incident. Yeah, it does sound... Yeah. There's too many things pointing to things that we can't explain and from well-trained people who know their shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit strange. So, should we do the, the bullshit to oh fuck meter? Yeah. Charlotte? <laughs> Where are you from? Bullshit to oh fuck. Where are you on this? Can I grab my blanket and hide forever? Bye. Is that above oh fuck? That's well above oh fuck. <laughs> That's it. I'm just gone. I'm just gone. I I want to be drunk under my blanket, drinking gin straight out the bottle, drinking gin straight out the bottle under my blanket, huddling, like cuddling a teddy bear. Because yeah, it's the tape that did it for you, I think, isn't it? It's 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 all of it to be honest, because it's the case of again, I don't know. It's the case of I don't know, and I can't logic it, and emotionally, I'm like, I'm gonna go die. (laughs) So let's yeah. Yeah. Steph? I need a blankie. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you on the oh bullshit to oh fuck scale? Or oh, that's bullshit to oh fuck scale. I'm I'm sort of like it's one of those situations where I, I don't know what to say about it because there's not enough there's not enough concrete evidence. So I'm still like ah uh, what We'll get higher pitched as we go along. Yeah. <laughs> you need you needed a bit more, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, like I feel like like as you say, there's no smoking gun, but at the same time there's there's not there's enough there to be questionable about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for ten years I've been oh fuck about this. <laughs> oh my god, we've actually got Nick on an old fuck. Yeah, yeah well, it doesn't involve ghosts. Yeah, well. <laughs> so. But no, I really and there's there's plenty of a wealth of information about this we'll post some links up and stuff and yeah. if you want to do some investigating yourself and pick apart it because there is more details to the story but obviously i was talking about it here it's got to be more concise 
Yeah. But it's a really, really interesting story. And I, uh, I um, what's the word? Encourage anybody listening yeah, to, to go and have a look. And, and if you yeah. ever find out any information and that you want to share with us, guys, we love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I may not be able to understand it because I'm scared out my wits, but mm-hmm. I can pass it along to Nick and he'll read it and then tell us what, all about it. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's the Rendlesham Forest incident. How exciting. Yeah. So now I think we're on to readers' stories, aren't we're we? Are we going to have some stories. special music? Are we can have some like... Ding, 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 I have some ding, special ding. music, yes. Oh, so. okay. Can we just have a loop of you going... Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to go find a bottle of gin and hide in the corner. Bye. Okay. Thank you very much for that story, Nicholas, who's about to cough. No, uh, burp. Burp, because he's a true gentleman. Beautiful. Has <laughs> it gone? <laughs> I haven't eaten anything. I've just had a kind of coke. Oh, all the gassiness. You know. Yum, yum, yum. So now I think we're going to do some listener stories. So in case we forget to say it at the end, just a massive big thank you to everybody that sent us stories or told us stories. Yeah, And we'll you. let you know at the end of the episode where you can send us more for the next one of these we, yeah. uh, we do. Yeah, because we're going to be doing them every month. So it's a big thank you to you guys that listen. And honestly, we love reading your stories because it gives us that aspect that we never looked at. And yeah. hey, it's your experiences. They could be spooky. They could be kooky. It's it an all together. Ookie. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I had to have an Adam's What's family. What's that from? Oh, the Adam's family. Yeah. I like I've it. I've never seen it. What? My ex-brother-in-law referred I don't to... Think there's a... There seems to be a lot of films I don't watch. Yeah, clearly I, I need to... I think I'm and watch a lot of like French 60s cinema. Yeah. Films, so. I, right. I need to educate you because my ex-brother-in-law decided to call my family the Adam's family when he was in his speech at the wedding. To be honest, I, I would live by that, like, Morticia and, like, I'd live, I'd Morticia, live for that. Like, Morticia and Gomez have got that perfect relationship. Oh. Yeah, they're beautiful. And Nick does not understand a single word that we mm. were going on about. I have seen the Adams Family. I well, remember. you're going to be educated again. It's the one with the um, the the small furry boy. The oh, boy. Cousin. Uh, cousin, cousin It. Cousin It. Yeah. So. Hairy boy. <laughs> I'm going to re-educate you, because, yeah. There's a whole cult classic going was into this. Was there a this. man underneath that? Like, I don't mean... Yes, there obviously was. Obviously, yeah, there was a there man was. underneath. Yeah. But character-wise, was yeah. it supposed to be a human? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just he supposed had, to be like human he had like, a, excessive um, hair. a hair growth deform- do- Why can he talk? Because the hair would get in his mouth. Oh. How is he not dead? Because he's an Adam's family and they're all a little bit dead. They are all a little bit dead. I mean, on Halloween, they wake the dead and literally... Throw a party. Throw a party. Are there monsters in that Adam's family? They are in the same universe. Oh. But they're not in the, the same. Okay, fair enough. Also, another fa- fan like favorite of mine. Yeah, ditto. I love the monsters. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> so I'm gonna start off with. Kick well, it off. My big sister sent me a story. Yay! And she is a Wiccan practitioner and who has experiences with ghosts and such, as well as doing awesome tarot readings. She's definitely spooky in all the most amazing kind of ways. And she's definitely ooky as well. <laughs> Recently married as well, so congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. We all went to the wedding and parted our socks off. It was beautiful. It was a good day. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Everything is beautiful, okay? Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's, 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 That's going to be your... It's beautiful. Everything is beautiful. So this is a shout out to Tally in your story. 
So, at the White Horse Lion, down south somewhere, not quite sure, not the one in Stratford, landlord hung himself in the cellar. One of many ghosts. That's her opening line. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, straight to the point. I was helping to run an overnight vigil. As soon as I walked in the door, I was aware of an opposing, uh, sorry, an oppressing and ominous presence and was told by a fellow ghost hunter who had worked there previously that it was a particularly nasty highwayman whose speciality was rape and murder he was seriously trying to get me to leave i just muttered to him that i wasn't scared of him and for him to back the fuck off yeah i can imagine your sister saying that (laughs) (laughs) as the evening wore on i was aware of him no matter which room we were in I mentioned this to the lead for the night who owned the Ghost Nights UK and he mentioned using this so I started to goad him. She doesn't normally do this but he was a nasty piece of work so she thought why not. Yeah. We moved into one of the outbuildings, a former coach house and his presence became even stronger. The group was about 10 to 12 strong people and we stood in a crowded junk room. There was a light from the streetlights and torches, but nothing else. With a nod from the lead, I started to talk to the highwayman, asking him to show me how big and strong he was, saying that I wasn't afraid of him. At first, nothing happened. So she continued. Mm -hmm. I told him he was a wimp, that he could only pick on people weaker than him, such as women and children, and that I thought he was pathetic. A small stone... I think, as I didn't see it, hit my leg. It didn't hurt, but the energy in the room started to build. Also at this point, because I wasn't shutting up, (laughs) a penny that was sitting on the ledge behind us flew at me. Luckily, it missed. The group we were in and the boss was loving this. Yeah, I mean, I would be. Yeah. In the room was also a heavy and sturdy old pub table. A bit bigger than your standard table because it could fit too easily each side. We wanted to use the building's en- the building energy to move the table, so we stood around it to start table tipping. Do you guys know what table tipping yeah. is? Yeah, I'm quite yeah yeah. For those of you that don't, it's not. It's when you place your fingertips on the top of the table, nothing touching below, so you can't lift it. Yeah. So it's literally just your fingers on the table. It's kind of like the the, 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 the spirits are using your energy to sort of like go through you and yeah. sort of move this table. Yes. One so you, everybody's now aware of what table tipping is. Yeah. Nothing like cow tipping. No. It, it's <laughs> completely different. <laughs> and asking the spirit in the room to use the energy that we are providing to move it or tip it. She goes, I've walked many tables down a room this way. It's great. anyway so we're all standing around this table i am at the top right hand corner and again start taunting the highwayman who is still trying very very hard to get me to leave the energy was intense at first nothing so i tell him i know he was weak and that all the stories were just that him weak pathetic nice nothing provoking at all no (laughs) the table then started to move ever so slightly so she kept going the table started to vibrate and shake Again, she kept going. The table started to bounce slightly towards me until you could really see the table move, not just feel it. With each small bounce trying to get closer to me. I wasn't scared in all fairness. I was loving this. It was great. (laughs) I'm worried about you, sister. Deeply worried. I continued to wind him up at this point, even laughing. At this point, the table started to bounce higher at the corner directly opposite me. So the bottom left-hand corner until it was bouncing a couple of feet off the floor. The table suddenly reared up until it was only on one leg, had one leg left on the floor, and it was pushing her into the wall. 
The lead for the evening was going nuts, so excited making sure that no one was holding it. But you tried to hold a heavy table up on one leg and not let anyone see. Yeah, it's quite hard. It, you, you can't. It took a number of the group to place it again back on the ground, which eventually they did. What? As soon as it was placed back on the floor, it started towards me again. <laughs> That's table attraction right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Fatal attraction, Fatal attraction. table attraction. Oh, right. There we yeah, go. got you. You're welcome. It's hilarious. <laughs> I like that one. We got banter. (laughs) At this point, people were still in contact with the table, with the table still moving towards me. My boss asked me to keep going. I did, to the point where we all physically heard growling behind me. Bearing in mind, she's in the corner against a wall. Oh my gosh. My boss at this point said to stop and for everyone to step away from the table. We did, but the highwayman and the table had other ideas as the table kept moving towards me with no one touching it. Messed up. At this point, if you laid your hand on the table, it was vibrating at such speed that no one in the room could have moved it that quick. We eventually left (laughs) and that was an amazing night. (laughs) A story for the grandkids. Back of the table. That's awesome. That... Yeah, I don't ever want that to happen to me. You know what? You know what image was kind of running through my head as you were like you were talking about the the table bouncing. You know, like when you see ghetto films and you've got like the, the, oh, the, the yeah. suspension with the, the cars. Uh, yeah, low riders. Yes, that's it. Well, it's a yeah. low table I'm, rider. I pictured that as well. There you go. But could you imagine that with nobody touching it still doing it? I chop that table up. If I, yeah, if I to me that's there. burn it. Do you want demons? Because that's how you get demons. <laughs> Clearly that highwayman was pissed. I mean, I feel like your your sister doesn't walk away from that kind of situation, though. So, like, I feel like she got the best of that situation. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of have that image, and I love my sister to bits, but I can imagine everybody's like, let's go, let's go. And she's like, no, I will fight you, fucker! <laughs> yeah, I could imagine that too. <laughs> I can imagine my sister doing that. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you very much for that tally. And I know you've got plenty more, so send them this way, and we'll definitely spread the love. Yeah, Should I enjoyed we... that. Has Tally got a Facebook page we can put a link to? She has, because um, she obviously does like all meditation as well as tarot readings. Yeah. So I'll pop a link up on her like to her Facebook page. She also writes poetry. Mm. So I will pop that up. And she always gives a share. So but she always have a lovely place in Tamworth that I went to hypnotherapy at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, at there. the healing centre in I mean, Tamworth. The, the other side of things is not my bag, really, but it is a nice place. <laughs> mm. It's really nice. It's very zen. It smells lovely. It does. It, does. Smell it smells gorgeous in there. But I think Steph's got a story for us now. Yeah, this one's kind of exciting. So um, uh, the lady of this story, she wanted to stay um, anonymous. So uh, we're going to call her by her code name of Tracy. Tracy. Why did you pick Tracy? Because <laughs> it sounds similar. Cool. It sounds cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. It Tracy? sounds cool. Okay. Like you would expect Tracy Island. You would expect a Tracy to Tracy be involved. Tracy Island. Yeah. Thunderbirds. Tracy not cool. Thunderbirds were cool once no, upon a time. Cool. Once. Thunderbirds are weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's this story go, Steph? Okay. So yeah, thank you very much, Tracy, for sending this in. I am. Um, it's going to be a good one. I see now why you picked Tracy. Up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just saw the actual name of the person and it's... So, what does Tracy have to say? So, Tracy says, I was never a believer as such. Um, I never really thought about it until it happened to me. Preach. <laughs> Amen, sister. Yeah. <laughs> 
We moved into um, a new house that was built in the 1970s. When my firstborn was six months and started talking um, as he would often be talking to himself in the hall or landing of our home, I didn't pay much attention to, to it until my daughter came along. But again, dismissed it as usual kid stuff. At the time, my daughter was very ill and was receiving medical treatment up until she was a toddler. And I'm never sure whether the events uh, that happened were linked. Our electricity would go, uh, would often go on the fritz and switches would stop working or random things would happen each time we called an electrician, but they could never explain what, what it was and all should have been working fine. Things would also go missing too. We ignored it all as we were remodeling the house. Uh, we decided uh, it was a good time to start the garden, which needed digging and leveling out. Spoke to our neighbor at the time as we knew they wanted to do this alongside. So both houses would started to dig out the unwanted earth. Early hours one morning, I'm not sure what woke me, but I thought I heard my daughter so I went quietly into the dark to see if she was okay. Here curtains were thin and there were a street light outside so there was enough light for me to see her her little form perfectly peacefully asleep. Shh. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A man's very clear voice said right next to my cheek and I've never felt so cold. I was petrified and didn't dare move for the ages but eventually found the courage to go back to bed. That's scary. That's no, like... I don't like that. No, just just stop. <laughs> we'll stop there. <laughs> the next morning, I told my husband, who didn't believe me in the slightest, of course. Meanwhile, there were even more bizarre things were happening. Uh, my son must have been about four slash five at the time, who had the most awful time trying to sleep in his room. Now, I'm not sure when I first started hearing someone walking up the stairs, but it happened frequently and sometimes uh, would wake me up from the dead of sleep. So it was loud. That's got to be quite loud for somebody to like wake up from these noises. Yeah. That's insane. Things hit a crux and my husband admitted that the living room main lights had come on all by themselves one night. We always use the table lamp, so they use the table lamp instead yeah, of the main lights. I don't like that. No. While he was watching TV alone, a couple of times in the middle of the night, our smoke alarm would sound for, uh, for minutes at a time as someone had their finger on it, but it would stop again for no reason. But he was still sure it was nothing. Of course, of course. And that would be 100% Nicholas in this situation if it was us. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing mm. happening. What are you on about? <laughs> you just imagine it. Yeah, I probably... Well, I struggle with empathy. Yeah, anyway. you just pat me on the head and be like, go back to bed. Mm. <laughs> nothing to worry about. No. I'm not sure how to explain the next part, but I knew there was a, a male entity in the house and I had the feeling uh, he was very authoritative. Authoritative? Authoritative. Authoritative. Yeah, Oh yeah. No, like I think English. you said the first the right way. Authoritative. First the right way. Right the first way. <laughs> Nick, don't correct Steph's grammar when you can't grammar yourself. <laughs> We're English and good today. I grammar do. <laughs> I do what what? Do what what what? I do do what cuckoo. Started. Very back from the last episode. Was it? Yeah, a do do a Oh yes. Ah, Sorry, it's been go. so long. It's been at least four or five days. <laughs> Slept since then. So yeah, he was a very authoritative um, in his time, and he was keeping an eye on us. One morning, I woke up, and it was a bright morning. And while my husband stayed in bed uh, reading, I went into the rooms of my children to take them down for breakfast. From the landing, I could see my husband, and he could see me. I stood at the top of the stairs calling my daughter to come down and hold her and hold my hand to go down for breakfast. Growing impatient, my son said, just ignore her, mummy. Just ignore her. A man's very deep, loud, authoritative voice mimicked my son. Just ignore her. Just ignore her. 
What? What on earth? This is creepy. I stood there staring at my husband um, and him at me. Eventually I said, you heard it that time and he agreed. He had but said no, I must have been my son. It must have been my son. It must have been my son. Yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. It was a man's voice. Yes, he said, but maybe it came from elsewhere. He admitted that he'd heard a man's voice and that it came from the top of the stairs where I was standing, but he's always been in denial about, about yeah, something otherworldly, as you would be. Mm. As Nicholas is. Yeah. I asked my neighbours one afternoon whilst they were doing the garden if they'd experienced anything strange in the house. Yes, he said. He walked into, uh, into his son's room late, late one night and a man told him to shh funnily enough he doesn't like he doesn't like noise this this entity yeah following finishing work in the gardens uh things calmed down considerably although my daughter um as she grew up would become very upset some nights because she could still hear someone walking up the stairs dot 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 oh and then that was it that was tracy's story I don't like that story. Yeah, that was very creepy. Well, you that like was... the story. Don't I do like the, yeah, I like the story. I just don't like the fact that a man <clears throat> present is going, shh, yeah. and just ignore her. Just ignore her. I wonder if they've done any um, investigation to see who that man might yeah, be. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if like, the, it's an old school or something like that. It's interesting that it was kind of, um, it, it revolved around the um, activity in the garden. So maybe there was some kind of like burial in the garden or there may be some like remains in the garden that yeah. doesn't like being disturbed. Maybe somebody like scattered ashes there like previously because you, yeah. you don't know what, the, like if it was a house beforehand or... No, it was just interesting that it was during the garden activity and ceased when the garden activity stopped. Yeah, and her next door neighbour was experiencing it yes. as well. Creepy. Oh, that's an interesting story. Thank yeah. you, Tracy. Thank for, you, Tracy. For yeah. sending it in. Yeah. Tracy cool. Wink. Tracy Wink, yeah. Tracy <laughs> Wink Wink. <laughs> really cool. So really I think awesome. it's Nick's got a couple for us. Well, I've got a few. Um, I'll Ooh. do the first one, which I just go through them all. You want me to do that? Yeah, you yeah, might as well. Yeah, have you do not got any others to read? No, out. I've got no, no others. Okay. Go for it. So the first one comes from my, my stepfather, Steve. Um, and he used to work uh, about five, six years ago. He used to work at a... It was called a children's care home. It's in Leicestershire. I won't say the exact one. Um, but it was... The staff did their utmost to try and make it a nice place for the kids to be. But the government was sort of just warehousing them. They, these were kids who were like either abused as children um, or had been in the criminal justice system and had just come out of juvenile detention yes. centres. That kind of place. Oh, so right. they're quite troubled kids. And it's been open as that for quite a long time, I think, before that it was an old hospital the building's quite an old building so there was always these rumors going around well not rumors these stories all the staff had experienced the ghost of this man called his name george <laughs> that's a good ghost Probably. name and i asked steve what had happened before and he said one night somebody was pulled out of the sleeping bag thoroughly and dragged across the floor one of his colleagues told him that happened to them oh gosh um but one night and sometimes they had to stop there overnight because it was a residential care home the staff would have yeah. to stop sometimes. So he was asleep down in, I think, the sort of living room of this place. And he could hear, he said he could hear marbles being chucked across the floor, across wooden floorboards. Wooden floorboards could be quite yeah. an old place. Yeah. And then he heard pebbles being thrown at the window. He gets up. These two things woke him up. He gets up, looks out of the window, and uh, nobody out there, the security light hasn't been triggered in the, in the yard or anything. Uh, so he lies back down, and then suddenly he hears a really strong, <laughs> like, in his yeah. ear. Oh my god! Oh, so somebody's blowing air at his ear. Yeah, yeah. and he like he said he jumped straight back up, and Think. he just said he had to because he, he told he'd been told before if anything 
weird happens to say go away George and then it sort of stopped he didn't experience anything for the rest of the night but apparently all the staff had these experiences with this old guy called George who just would like bother people that's amazing he was lonely mm. and one of his other colleagues there's a apparently it's got quite a big garden out the back and there's a big tree he woke up one morning was making his coffee and saw three children dressed in Edwardian clothing dancing around the tree Aww. ghostly spirits that's kind of adorably spooky hmm yeah. I don't like that last one. <laughs> just, or, just children in gear. Yeah, because like, my, my, like my, <laughs> my stepsister worked at the same place and she had, I remember her telling me that she was uh, having similar experiences. Yeah. That's insane. I think George was probably lonely and wants a bit of attention yeah. and somebody to play with. Yeah. yeah. So I've got three more stories and I'm going to preface this by saying these all involve coming out of a pub and they all involve, <laughs> yeah, my friends, coming out of a pub. So the first one is from Rich and we're going to have Rich on in a couple of weeks because he's like the rain man of <laughs> cryptozoology, <laughs> dinosaurs and the animal kingdom. Anything. In zoology in he, general. He knows a lot about it. He's not formally trained but he knows a lot and he's going to be an interesting guest. So... I th- there's a pub up from us, a really nice pub in a small village called Badsley, which is a really nice place to go to. And I'm saying that because I want, hope the barman's listening, Dave, <laughs> and he's going to get me free beer. You don't drink beer. Here's hoping. Cider. Don't it's drink cider. cider. Tell them what you actually drink. It's a lovely place. Tell anybody... them what you actually drink. What? Cider or gin and tonics? Wine, because you're such a feminine. I don't drink wine. I've drank wine in ages. <laughs> but I went to the pub last night and Dave offered me the fancy sort of girly glass for the cider or like a pint glass. I took the girly glass, obviously. Of course. And then he was laughing at me. I don't blame him. But it's a really great pub. pub. If you're in the area, go visit. <laughs> I want free cider. <laughs> Sponsor us. So cider companies. Me hey, and Charlotte had been up there with my friend Rich one evening. We'd walked down the hill. Up the hill. Down the hill because we were coming home. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Rich was out there for a few minutes having a cigarette. And he said he was standing there and across the from the pub there's like a little road with undergrowth either side. And he said he saw a large black cat crossing the road. And this goes back into the Poles of Panther that we were talking about last week. This is about a mile and a half to two miles away from Polesworth. So he saw this cat crossing the road. He even did a drawing for me. He asked me not to show the drawing, but I'm going to show the drawing anyway. I'll put it up on the social media. Oh my God, yes. Let's have it. That. (laughs) That's brilliant. The main thing he wanted to indicate was that the tail was apparently as long as the body of the animal. Yeah, you definitely got that. <laughs> which, which he said ruled it out being a Labrador or a domestic cat. And he said the size. It was. He said it was about the size of a Labrador. Oh wow! But the tail was very long, and he said it moved in a sort of what did he describe it as? Hulked down, sleek manner. Are you sure it's just not a very large ferret? Rich, I'm, I'm questioning I your zoology question, here. I don't question Rich because Rich knows a lot about animals. No, I know, I know. And I, Rich is going to slap me when he sees me next. <laughs> but but he, are you sure yeah. it's not a ferret, Rich? Richard, so was, are you sure? So I was in, but I was in the pub. We were talking about this last night when I was getting the story off him. And then Dave, the barman, says, "Well, I've seen it as well. I've seen it in some woods behind." And then a guy called Bob from the other end of the bar, says, I've seen it as well. And all these people in the bar had said they'd seen it in the local area, this big black cat. Maybe it's a cat's eye sea. Oh, it's not that, Ireland. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's the British one. Because like, it, it's Celtic, don't forget. Maybe it's the cat's eye sea. But we also have a puzzle cat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a puzzle cat. Yeah. But... So Rich, Rich told me of something else, and it's not a story he saw personally, but it's something maybe we could cover in the future. He's, he's, he loves this kind of stuff. But the pig man of Cadnick Chase... 
I think we're going to cover that in a future. Yeah, episode. I've got that oh, one up. That's yeah, that. that's on my list of doing. It's to half do. man, half pig, and we were trying to figure out which was which. Like, was it the body of a pig with the face of a woman? Because <laughs> that would be less scary. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Just no, I think that would be more terrifying. Really? What? Like a, a body pig of a pig with a man's face. Yeah, a pig. So that's scary. With a curly tail. It'd be weird. Yeah, but within it's got a head of human. It's like all right, but it's just it's short right. and round and. Chubby and no, like... that's kind no, of scary. Reason. But anyway, that's something for a future. Th- maybe in Rich should talk about that. Yeah, one, maybe. In yeah. a couple of weeks. That's no, definitely. It's already on my list of stuff to research yeah, yeah. anyway. So. so my friend Rob, who we went out with last night, also gave me two stories. Again, both involved coming out of a pub mm-hmm. or inside a pub. Actually, this one. And Rob was telling about there's a pub called the Cuckoo's Rest. You know the Cuckoo's. I know Rest. the Cuckoo's Rest. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Cuckoo's Rest between here and Polesworth. It's probably about a mile away. You know the one I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was a guy in the 80s who tried to climb over the back fence and the fences were spiked and he impaled himself and died on the uh, thing. And apparently when he he died, it was quite famous. But he was wearing like a bright tracksuit. An 80s tracksuit. Yeah, like a very 80s shell suit-y tracksuit. Yeah, so Rob said he was in the pub at the time. What, in the 80s? No. Oh, okay. In the last few years. Oh, okay. So him and his girlfriend were in, the, were in the pub and she comes up to him really distraught saying that she was sitting there and she saw out of the window sort of the reflection of the mirror but outside. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. So oh. she was looking at the mirror for a split second but the mirror was reflecting, reflecting. outside. Yeah. And there was this guy in a bright tracksuit uh, coming past but it, in such a way that it really freaked her out and he looked really out of place. I mean, it's quite it's quite a working class area so somebody running past in a tracksuit is not out of the realm. No, bright orange. Not the... They're not very modern bright orange ones nowadays. That was very she much She just like said it. there was something about the way he moved and this guy and he came from the area where the fence is and stuff yeah. where he would have died and just freaked her out that is very freaky that is yeah it's like because it's like sometimes you can't see they say that sometimes you can't see ghosts in the real world but you can see them through a reflective surface yeah 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 like uh what scribing uh scrying yeah but what's uh mirrors what's that phrase they use in mirrors what just the uh, other things objects then it appears yeah it's the thing that's on the the like Car- windows in cars yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. objects may appear closer than they, they are seem. yeah absolutely yeah. and it's that kind of thing like the ghost or they say that the ghost or realm is closer than it seems you just can't see it yeah they say that like mirrors are definitely like the gateway so like when you scribe when you look into the mirror for long enough that's where you can see the reflection of like the ghost or the, the spiritual entity that's kind of coming through the mirror. They yeah. say that that's the kind of gateway to is it the spiritual world. Freddy Krueger they call by looking at a mirror? No, no, no that's Bloody Man. Candyman and Bloody Mary. Yes. And the thing from American Horror Story was like, piggy, pig, pig. Oh, that's the pig man, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piggy, pig, pig. But not of canic. But that was taking the mickey out of Bloody Mary. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So the last story Rob gave me is, again, coming out of a pub. Uh, I was there last that night and I was so pissed off I didn't see this. Was it, it a UFO? It was a UFO. <laughs> and I hadn't seen a UFO at this point. I have now. A proper one, not just the moon. A couple of years <laughs> just ago. Just clarify. But at this point I hadn't. And I was angry at them almost. Because they'd seen this and you hadn't. Yeah. So they came out of this pub and across from the pub there was a long stretch of field and some then some train tracks and then a quarry, I think, the other side of the train tracks. So looking across this field, just having a cigarette, and um, hovering up just above the hedgerow, he says, about a mile away, there was this long light, this long cylindrical light he said he saw, that suddenly went, like contracted completely, and then sort of went up. Oh, so it came in together and then went vertically. Yeah. That's quite creepy, I don't like that. See, fuck you, aliens. (laughs) 
Why are you so creepy? So yeah, he said it lasted, the whole thing wasn't very long. He said it lasted about five to ten seconds, the whole thing. They just what? sort of caught it. But they both saw it, and I remember seeing them the next day, and they were both quite excited about it. And, and then I you got annoyed. pissed off. Pretty, pretty annoyed. <laughs> so that's it. So thank you, Robin Rich. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we'll hear more from Rich. Yeah, I think yeah. He's, really... in a couple of weeks' time, like when he gets back to us, obviously, because he will we'll have to change around editing days and such because he can't do week, like weekdays like we record yeah. because he works. So we'll let you know because that'll be a special one-off episode. So we may even release it on a different day. Yeah. So, but we'll yeah. let you know closer to the time. It will be coming in. So does mm-hmm. that that cut it for today's episode i think yeah. that's all the stories we've got unless you want to share yeah that was a fun. personal experience or should we I leave mean, that for another time yeah i mean my ufo story is good but it's not that interesting really I it's only it good really... to me i mean the way i describe it it's it was like a uh, i was looking down the high street of a local town called alliston and hovering maybe a thousand feet up in the air there was a sort of spherical orb that was going slightly from left to right and then went like straight off into the distance at some kind of incredible speed and you fully witnessed that like with your own eyes with my own eyes it's the middle of the day wasn't it night or anything oh wow so it was light even in the yeah and i watched it for about 20 seconds definitely wasn't a drone because it just wouldn't have zoomed off that quickly Oh but it, and it was a sphere. It wasn't like a because drones are sort of like elongated. Sort yeah, of they're rectangular more than anything. Aren't yeah, they? looking at them from down and to the side, it would be more like a rectangular shape. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But this was a definite sphere. You could see that it was reflecting light off it. Oh wow! Yeah. And considering I was with you at the time, yeah. So did you see it too? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to get something out of my handbag that Nick had asked for. Oh, okay. But he, I was like, oh, no, I don't know. I. Can't, I can't see it. and he was trying to point it out where it was and i'm like nick it just looks like blue sky yeah, and he was like no <laughs> i'm at it like i'm 100 percent sure that there was something there and i was like well i was looking in my handbag because you'd put your shit in there treasures or your <laughs> knickknacks really imported stuff yes yeah, so, so that's it but yeah have either of you two seen a ufo I've not seen um, any UFOs. What yeah. was your first experience with ghosts and that that got you interested oh, in the paranormal? Yeah, so um, my first experience with a ghost. Now, I swear to God, guys, that like I saw a ghost on this day. If I could give you my visuals and plant them in your, your head, you would be convinced just as much as I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we went to Smethwick uh, Baths, which is uh, an old Victorian um, uh, sort of uh, baths where they used to swim and do the usual swimmy things. Have the bath. Yep, all that bathy business. <laughs> um, but they do ghost tours there, so um, I went with our friend Stu, who was the um, who's the paranormal sort friend of, of the show. Stu. Friend of the show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He knows his shit, and um, he took us through underneath where the baths were, and we were doing, um, if I remember rightly, we were doing we we were doing something completely separate. I think we were doing the whole table nudging thing. So table tipping. Table tipping. Yeah, and then just out the corner of my eye, we were we the place was pitch black. It there was nothing in there. You couldn't really see like at the end of your nose really so you couldn't really see anything but we were in a room that was sort of had a hallway to the side of us but we weren't looking at the hallway because we were very much sort of focused on this table then out the corner of my eye all I saw all I can kind of describe it as is like static that you get from tv so you know the kind of white and black the white noise. Yeah, the white noise kind of thing. Do you um, know what that is, by the way? What? Like, that's the uh, background radiation of the universe left over from the Big Bang. Oh, that's static. Is that 
know what that is? Yeah, that's the signal from the Big Bang. That's what sort of radio interference, background radio interference, tends to be made of. That's Some insane. Some of the things as well. But yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. What it kind of gets. That's really interesting. So I wonder why, like, physical beings kind of taken that interesting form then. Hmm? I don't know. But yeah, so like, so there was this, this kind of white static, but imagine sort of it in the shape of a small girl with piggy tails holding a teddy bear. Now, I didn't, it, I wasn't the only person that saw this. Like, my brother was with me at the time. He saw it. He's a complete skeptic and was like, shit, that's, there's something there. And then the whole group started to notice it. And then we just all abandoned this table and just started staring at this, this, this kind of like, outline of a little girl and apparently there was there was sort of um there was a little girl that sort of likes to play around down there so she has been noticed before but all of us kind of stood there and stared at this this little girl and then uh, somebody flicked on the lights and then there was nothing there there was like nothing mm. nothing that's it just went yeah and that's the first time i've ever been like shit what am i seeing right now yeah i was like are my art thou my eyes deceiving me <laughs> referring shakespeare right now I mean, why not <laughs> bit of scullery charlotte have you seen a ghost um kind of yes because i have an older brother who passed away a couple of days after he was born like he's the oldest out of all of us and i can remember being older than tally and cara old, older than tally and cara he was okay. the literal firstborn. okay and he if you're upset he doesn't necessarily appear but you'll feel him sitting at the end of your bed or around like my dad mainly and if he doesn't necessarily like what you're watching on tv he'll change it yeah and like i can walk past the top of this in my i've got a downstairs toilet in my house and you can walk apart like to the downstairs toilet and at the top of the stairs you'll see my mom's nan yeah who's called Nanny Tate, and you'll yeah. see her standing at the tape, like, at the top of the stairs. Oh. You've got my nan, who likes crooked pictures. Okay. So she will... We can... Me and my mum have had this happen. We don't see her, but we've gone to the shop. We've come back, and all the pictures when we left the house were normal. They were fine. Nobody else is it in really the house. Really does irritate me in your house. Actually, all the pictures are crooked. As yeah, around, <laughs> tilting them back into position. Yeah, but then seconds later they'll be tilted back. Wow! And like literally, there's no. There can be like it can literally just be me, me and my mum in the house. We'll go to the shop, come back, and all the pil- pictures are tilted. Ooh. Yeah. And then you've got my grandma, who is, she normally hangs around, like, my dad and that, and you can get, like, scents of her, like, like face powder that she used to use. Yeah. And it's normal, and, like, my nan as well, but you normally get them when there's a lot of stress, either from my mum or my dad, or I'm stressed. Yeah. So there's that. Um, that's the, kind of lovely. That's my family ones, but yeah. the one that I can honestly say that freaked me the frig out yeah. was at Tamworth Castle. Oh, yeah. Um, There's... Obviously, ghost tells from there. Yeah, wasn't that yeah. horrifically bad hologram of the woman in the bed? Yeah, she's still there, oh, but... Is she? Yeah. She was shit when... Yeah, the, she's still the there. 90s. Yeah. This is like a dummy that's kind of... Because they've made it into like a tourist attraction now, so there's like weird setups of old Sl- dummies. dummies. It's like a projection Sl- onto the dummy's face. Yeah, yeah. so it, it looks it like her rubbish. face is moving, but it's not. It, it was, was creepy. Really. It be- wasn't creepy, it was the shit. <laughs> it was creepy as well, but before you get to there, you've got to walk up some stairs that is... It is a tower stair. 
staircase, but you can only walk up a couple. Yeah. And I'd gone there to do some art research on like the medieval times and the Normandy times. Yeah. And I was there on my own and I was walking up and it's blocked off so you can't go up any more stairs. But I saw somebody walking up there. Yeah. And I, I went into the next room and there was like one of the touristy people there. And I was like, oh, you, can you get upstairs now? And she was like, no, it's blocked off. I was yeah. like, well, somebody's just gone up there. She yeah. went, that's impossible. There's a gate. Okay. And I went, no, somebody's just gone up there. She's yeah. wearing a black dress. Right. She's like, no, you cannot get up there. Follow me. So she took me to the, the stairs and there is an actual full-on gate that covers from the floor to the ceiling from wall to wall. Yeah. You can't get up there. I was like, I swear to you, somebody has just walked up there. Yeah. She's like, you physically can't get up there and no, none of the managers, nobody is wearing black. We're yeah. not allowed to wear black. Okay. And I was like, right, okay. <laughs> she was yeah. like, oh, maybe you've seen the black lady. Ooh. And anything was, like black or grey lady just automatically puts shudders in you. Yeah, spine. and I was like... Because, like... It's ominous. Just, yeah, it's, like, really ominous. Is it like, ominous? The great yeah. lady. Well, it is when you say it in that voice and look at me. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of... I was kind of, like... And at that time, like, I'd heard stories about ghosts, obviously, but I'd not been really 100% like, yeah. a believer. But because I was at college and I was doing college work, on, a, I was doing a piece on Normandy times and medieval yeah. that I wanted some actual research. And it was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And that made me fall into the black pit of ghostly research and yeah. now find my love. And then here obs- uh, our obsession begins. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, I've got an experiment planned that I'm going to do and we're going to record it to do with ghosts. That's awesome. I do like being a guinea pig. I kind of do and kind of don't. You really love this. But I've got to speak to our local church to see, Wait, what? see if we can, because we need a certain what type of room. Experiment? I need to. I'm not telling you. I'll no, tell I'm, you when we get there. That's, yeah. that's, to need the church involved, I'm kind of worried. I, I, the, You'll be perfectly safe, don't worry. The only okay. rule is that no Ouija boards. No, there won't be any. No demons, because I don't want demons in my life. <laughs> I already have you, enough of my own. You just have that to shit. Truf- trust me that you'll be perfectly safe, yeah. spiritually and physically. Okay. And mentally okay. as well? Probably. Well, I'm already Probably. mentally I've got damaged. A star <laughs> and a bomb, that. Probably. <laughs> right, so that was a good episode. Yeah, thank you very much again, yeah. guys. We didn't even awesome. mention a fixie wanking once. There well. we go. There's Nick mentioned it from the previous episode. So Gotta well done, Nicholas. <laughs> So I think that's it. So where can we? So while we're we're still talking about, well, we just finished talking about ghost stories. Where can people send us uh, ghost stories, UFO stories, cryptozoological stories? You can send them, of course, through our like <laughs> fan mail. Yeah, <laughs> pictures. Yeah, pictures of me riding like a winged beast. If pictures there. of Cliff Richard for Nicholas. Oh my god. His heart pounded then, and his, he did his little, yes, His music face. is objectively shit, but there's just something I like about him. That um, hairy chest, a little bit. You can, well, the best place, to be honest, is the one on our Gmail account, which is crimecreepsandcoffee at gmail.com. I do check that daily, so... Yeah. So let's go over the socials. So you can yeah. find us on Facebook at... You can find us at Crimes, Creeps and Coffee Podcast. And the um, the Bluebird one, Twitter. Twitter is CCNC Podcast. And the one where Steph is famous and we're pathetic peasants. So on the Instagrams, we you can are... find us on at... Crimes underscore creeps underscore and underscore coffee. And now we're on, what is it, Spotify? Spotify. Castbox. Castbox. iTunes. iTunes. Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher, don't know what Stitcher. that is. 
It's another podcast app. We're on pretty much all podcast apps. Have somebody set up a MySpace yet? No. No MySpace. We're not even going anymore. We you talked can't. about this last week. No, yeah. you can't. Agreed that we were going to set up a MySpace. No, none of us agreed to that. Because <laughs> I'm but... like a sparkly border. Um, the only would, one that would... we're currently not on is Google Play, and that's because they don't allow UK podcasts. They only allowed USA. Yeah. Send them messages. Fuck them. Tell them we want UK <laughs> on podcasts. Yes. And maybe they'll listen to enough of us and get us on there. Yeah. Any final words? Um, Something inspirational that will get people engaging. Stay spooky, don't conform. There you go, there's one. Right. (laughs) Steph? Um, Keep being awesome. And I'm going to say, my imagination has failed me. See you next week. Okay. Amazing. Wait. Inspirational. Look at the skies and see things. But don't mistake the moon. For a UFO. That's, yeah, that one. <laughs> I think that's it, guys. So thank you and speak to you next week. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.